You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Hello, how are you doing? So glad to have you with us. We're in my leadership edition of the How to Win, and we are learning about leadership. I am so excited to be on this journey, and I'm glad you're walking this journey out with me. It is so much to learn. I'm telling you, I have passed I pastored a church for 42 years and eight months, and I'm telling you, I'm in a new season of my life. I'm on a leadership journey, and I'm telling you, I am learning so much. How about you? Listen, in this edition, I want to expose you to information. I want, I want to stir uh, your appetite for learning and for growth. And, and I'm a reader, and I believe leaders are readers. So I read books. I read articles. I'm always searching here and searching there. And in these editions, I, I want to share out of my long experience of leading, but I want to introduce you to books and, and articles and statements and quotes that will just help you to hunger, to grow, and to learn. So thank you so very much for being with us. We're in an exciting series. It's, 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 listen, when I teach you, guess what? When I coach you, when I mentor you, I'm coaching myself. I'm mentoring myself. I'm learning so much. And we're in a series entitled Great Leaders Have Big Ears. We Great leaders have big ears. And the theme of this uh, series is on listening. Listening. Leaders need to be great Listeners, these leadership uh, lessons are based off biblical principles. We take principles from God's word, the Bible, and then we share those principles in the context of leadership. So our overall uh, background scripture from the Bible is James chapter 1, verse 19. It's from the Message uh, Bible. I, I read the Bible in different translations. How about you? Uh, I read through the New Testament often, and I'll read in one translation, then I'll read in another translation, then I'll read through in another translation, and get, it gives us different insight, uh, different facets of insight uh, to the Scriptures. So James 1.19 in the Message Bible says, post this at all intersections, dear friends. Lead with your ears, follow with your tongue, and let anger straggle along in the rear. I love this translation. I love it. I love this translation. Lead with your ears. Lead with your ears. Lead with your ears. 
lead with your ears, then follow with your tongue, and then let anger straggle along in the rear. Now, you know, I, I hadn't discussed this text, but when I look at this text, it's just powerful. It tells you and I that we should put hearing first, listening first, before we speak. Don't put talking first, put listening first. And then it says, follow with your tongue after you listen or lead with your ears. And then it says, let anger straggle along in the rear. And I think that's a good place to put anger because if you're a lead with your ears, listen first, and then you put speaking next, then much of the time you won't be as angry as you would have been if you hadn't listened. That's a good text. Now, we've covered two episodes on great leaders have big ears. In episode one, we were answering the question, okay, why is listening important? In episode two, our last episode, we dealt with when leaders don't listen. What happens when leaders don't listen? Now, you want to go back. If you did not listen to those episodes, you want to go back, go to Mike Moore Ministry, go to YouTube, and you can pull those back up because these lessons are on demand. And you, you can catch up with us. But this is our third and final lesson in this series, and it's power-packed. It's got a lot of insight and revelation in it. We're going to talk because each one of these lessons, we have a subtopic. And our subtopic today is how great leaders develop their listening skills. How great leaders develop their listening skills. Great leaders, we've said, have big ears. They have learned, they have developed their listening skills. Now, Jesus, and we're going to look at Jesus. Oh, he's our leader of leaders. The greatest leader to ever fall, to walk the face of the earth. Jesus the Christ, the greatest leader. We're going we're gonna to look at Jesus for a moment. He was a great leader, a great leader. And being a great leader, he was a great listener. Now, let's go back, and I want to give you two proof texts, texts from the Bible, two examples from the Bible of how Jesus prioritized listening. The first text is Luke chapter 2, verse 46 through 47. And we're going to read it from the New King James Version. Here we have Jesus. The, the gospel talks about his birth. Uh, but we don't hear anything else about Jesus until he's 12. His parents went to an annual feast. They celebrated the feast for a period and then they left thinking that Jesus was with the rest of the family. They got three days from Jerusalem and realized Jesus was missing. 
And so they searched for three days to try to find him and locate him, went back to Jerusalem. They had gone three days journey and they went back and it took them three days to find Jesus. Now listen at the text. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him. They found Jesus in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Wait, is a good text. This is awesome here. Let's look at it. So they, they, his parents, Mary and Joseph, were searching, and, and it took them three days to get back and find him. Once they, We don't know what day they got back, but they, after three days, they found him. And the scripture says that they, were, he, they found him in the temple. Let tell you something about his priorities. They found him in the temple. He's just 12 years old, 12, 12 years old, not even a teenager yet, a preteen, as, as some of our kids say. They found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers. Now, I know we peruse this text and sometimes we tell folks Jesus was just, he went to the temple and he was telling those religious leaders what to do and, and all this kind of stuff. No, no, let's read the text. Let's stay with the text. The Bible says they found him sitting sitting in the midst of the teachers. That's a learner's position. Not standing, instructing everybody, telling the, the older people what to do. That's, that's not what the text says. The text says this 12-year-old kid was sitting in the midst of the teachers. Sitting. Great leaders are learners. Great leaders, uh, there's a humility there. It's something that his parents had taught him about the importance to of listening to authorities. We, he, I bet he learned that at home. The importance of uh, of listening and submitting to those in authority. And the Bible says he was sitting in the midst of the teachers. These were the religious leaders of the day. And he was sitting there, and notice what the text says, both listening to them and asking them questions. Now notice it doesn't say he was instructing them and telling them what the Bible said and telling them what to, no, no, it doesn't say that. It says that he was listening to them. And he was asking them questions. They were doing the teaching. They were doing the leading. They were doing the quoting of scripture. And the Bible says Jesus was listening. He was listening to them. And then they would say something and he asked them a question about that. He wanted clarity. What do you mean by that? What does this text mean? What does this scripture say? What is the Old Testament saying? And that's the Bible that they had in that day, the Old Testament scripture. What is, he's asking questions. He's listening and he's asking questions. He's listening and asking questions. He's listening and asking questions. Now, as a result, watch this now. Notice the order. Sitting. 
listening, asking questions. And then the text says, and all who heard him. Now they came back and they asked him questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers at 12, 12 years old. But notice the text does not begin with him communicating his understanding, his answers. The order is sitting, listening, asking questions. Watch this. Understanding answers. See that? See the order? Sitting, listening, asking questions, understanding answers. That's, that's powerful. Now, let's fast forward. He's an adult at this stage here in Mark chapter 9. He's an adult. He has a, a leadership team. He's operating in a leadership role. And in Mark chapter 9, verse 33 through 34, and I'll read it from the Message Bible, it says, they, referring to Jesus and his 12 disciples, came to Capernaum. When he was safe at home, he asked them, he asked the 12, what were you discussing on the road? Notice what he asked them. They, they, they unpacked and they got settled in and they asked, what were you all discussing along the road? And the silence was deafening. Now, I want you to catch this because I'm going to mention this later. The silence was deafening. They had been arguing with one another over who among them was the greatest. What were you discussing along the road? Now, now notice he asked them a question which tells me, well, how did he know they were he was listening? They were talking among themselves, and he was listening. And he didn't interrupt them. Now, follow me. He didn't interrupt them and said, just stop that. Just, just be quiet about that. You don't need to be talking. No, he didn't interrupt them. He, let, he allowed them to express themselves among themselves, but he was listening. That's how he knew they were discussed. He knew exactly what they were arguing. He knew exactly that they were arguing. He knew exactly that they, there was some divisiveness and egos going back and forth, and they were challenged. He said, I'm the greatest, huh? and I, you know, he selected me first, and, and I'm the one. He knew exactly what they were dealing with because he was listening. So if listening is important, and we established that in our first episode, and we established in our second episode that the leader missed out on so much when he or she doesn't listen. So the question then in this last episode, why don't leaders listen to others? Uh, the survey said uh, only 8% of the people believe that their mid and senior level uh, leaders listen to them. 
One out of 10 said that they believe their leader will not listen if they had a complaint. So why don't leaders listen to others? Why don't you listen to others? Well, you can ask me the same question because I've been guilty of not listening on some occasions myself. So why is it that leaders don't listen to others? I'll give you several reasons. I want you to self-evaluate introspection time. Leaders don't listen to others because of the time factor. The time factor. I'm just too busy. I don't have time. I got a lot to do. The time factor. Too busy. Disconnected. Parents who are leaders don't listen because they're too busy. They're disconnected. Teachers sometimes don't listen because they're too busy, disconnected. Pastors don't listen sometimes because they're too busy, disconnected. Business leaders don't listen sometimes because they're too busy, disconnected. Employers don't listen to employees because sometimes they're too busy, disconnected. The time factor. The second reason why leaders don't listen to others is because of inconvenience. Inconvenience. They have a bias toward action. Guilty. What about you? I think as leaders, we want action. We want to do something. We're achievers. We got to make it happen. And I know I've fallen into this trap of having a bias toward action. And so sometimes listening is just inconvenient. It's just you inconveniencing me because I got busy stuff. I got important stuff to handle. Inconvenience, number two. Number three, leaders don't listen to others because they're distracted. And you can talk about that in the home. You know, you can talk about that at work. You can talk about that at school. Anywhere, any context you want to put this in. Sometimes we're distracted by cell phones, distracted by email notifications. We're distracted. Some of us are distracted by our gender list. You know, we go on a meeting and we're just scratching off our gender list. And, and, and people are talking to it, come in our office, talk to us. We got to get, oh, I got that meeting off, scratch that off. But a lot of times we're sitting in the meeting and we're trying to get this agenda item closed out so we can go to the next agenda item. Distractions. Number four, leaders don't listen to others because of a lack of compassion. I hate to even put this down, but some leaders just don't care. They just don't care about People, and I'm believing God, that's the minority. I just believe, I just believe that that's a small percentage of people who just don't care about the people, care about their position, care about, it just don't care. Number five, why do, number four, uh, uh, number four, I'm pardon me, number four was a lack of compassion a lack of compassion. I said they don't care, but that's why they don't care is because of a lack of compassion. So number one, do leaders uh, don't listen. Number four, a lack of compassion. Number five, leaders don't listen because they fall into the familiarity trap. 
they fall into the familiarity trap. In other words, they tend to hear based off their own experience. Well, you know, I, I'll give you an illustration of this. Sometimes we hear one thing, but because we're familiar with another context, we actually interpose uh, that context into what has been said. I'll give you an illustration. Okay. My wife and I was going uh, to a restaurant downtown Birmingham. We live about 26 miles outside of the Birmingham city limits. And so we were headed on the interstate downtown. And because we had never gone to the restaurant, we GPS, you know, put in a GPS and 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 it's calling out the directions. But I'm driving. So she's actually saying what the GPS is, the, the directions. So the directions were it, they mentioned Atlanta exit and they mentioned I so and so. And when they immediately, when they heard Atlanta, I actually thought of I-459 to Atlanta. We would take I-459 to Atlanta. This is miles before downtown. Now, remember, we're going downtown. But because when we go to Atlanta, we always hit Coming from our home in Kalir, we always hit 459 and go to I-20 East. Okay, so so I immediately heard that, and I said to myself, I'm not going to turn that way. I'm not going to turn that way. I'm not going to, because I'm going downtown. Well, I did the right thing, but in my mind, I'm questioning, why did they tell me to go to Atlanta that way? Well, really, it wasn't that way. It, they weren't telling me that the GPS wasn't telling me to go on 459. No, that was my way of going. So when I heard the instructions, I immediately thought that's what the directions meant. Okay. It happens all the time. It happens that we fall into the familiarity trail. As a pastor, I'm preaching a sermon. I preach many sermons. Sometimes people listening they hear one thing that's a fam that's familiar to them, and they take what I am saying, and they take it down that familiar trap, that familiar route. And I'm not even talking about that at all. And we do that all the time. We hear one word, uh, we hear one statement, and we don't hear the rest at all. We fall into the familiarity trap and we take what a person is saying, hearing part of it, because it's familiar to our experience, our context, and we follow through and we miss the point of what the person was saying. So people don't listen because they fall into the familiarity trap. Sometimes people don't listen, number six, because of prejudice. Partial toward certain people or partial toward certain ideas. So if the person speaking falls into a certain category of people, whether it be gender or race or whatever, some people won't listen. They just won't listen because of their prejudice. And then some people have a partiality toward certain ideas. 
And when you don't communicate their particular idea or expounce their particular idea or uh, uh, position yourself along their uh, a viewpoint, then they just close their minds to anything you have to say. Number seven, people don't, leaders don't listen because of pride. They believe their, their perspective is just superior. In other words, what I think is superior to what you think, so why should I listen to you? Number eight, why do leaders not listen? Because of judgmentalism. Judgmentalism. They minimize or trivialize the speaker's issues or perspective. Judgmentalism. People, leaders don't listen because of number nine. They think of their own response. They're thinking of their own response. The person is talking, but they're thinking of their own response. They have formulated an argument while the person is speaking, and they're trying to listen to two people at the same time. They're trying to listen to the speaker and listen to their own self because they're thinking really about their position while the person is talking. Oh, I'm guilty. I am guilty. There have been times people have been talking to me and I didn't bit more listen to them. I was thinking about what I wanted to say because I had an argument that was different than what they were saying. I didn't listen to the whole of what they were saying. So I was just kind of thinking in my mind, now you you listened, now you're looking at me like I'm the only person who's done that. I think you've done that too. I think you've made that mistake too. Number 10, why do leaders not listen? Because they cross the line from anticipation to assumption. They cross the line from anticipation to assumption. They figure they know where you're going. Have you ever done that? Somebody was talking. They didn't even finish. You didn't even let them finish, but you knew. You just knew they where they were going. So you just jump on in there, and, and, and then the person, well, I'm not even talking about that. You know what happened? You crossed the line of anticipation to an assumption. You assumed that the person was going down one trail. And so you jumped in, didn't let them finish, and you missed the point altogether. I said that in these leadership, uh, in my leadership, uh, I wanted to introduce you to articles and books because I'm always reading books and I try to introduce you to books and statements and quotes. And I came across an article by Lolly Daskal, Lolly Daskal. And he talks about this person, this person. <laughs> I'm not sure whether the person is female or male, so I'm sorry if, if I've said that wrong. But this person was speaking about seven important habits of leaders who know how to listen. Seven important habits of leaders who know how to listen. Number one, they listen with full attention. And I think we mentioned that. Uh, I mentioned that in one of uh, my answers to a question that was asked me about uh, keys to or tips to listening. They listen with full attention. Now, Brian H.M. McGill said, 
one of the most sincere forms of respect is actually listening to what another person has to say. One of the most sincerest form of respect is listening to what another person has to say. If you want to communicate respect, listen. So number one, they listen with full attention. Number two, they listen to learn. They listen to learn. I quoted Larry King, who was an award-winning television and radio host, a statement that he said, and I'll quote it again. Larry King said, I remind myself every morning, nothing I say this day will teach me anything. So if I am going to learn, I must do it by listening. So the second habit is they listen to learn. The third most important habit is they listen to understand. They listen to understand. Stephen Covey said most people don't listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. I agree with that statement. It reminds me, this habit, they listen to understand, reminds me of a humorous story that I read years ago. Two guys were out in the woods hunting when one of them fell to the ground. The one who fell to the ground wasn't breathing. His eyes rolled back in his head. The other guy, the other hunter, whipped out his cell phone and called 911. And he frantically tells the operator, Bubba is dead. That was the hunter who fell on the ground. Bubba is dead. What can I do? He asked the operator, the 911 operator, what can I do? The operator, in a calm and soothing voice, says, just take it easy. I can help. First, let's make sure he's dead. There was a silence, and then a shot is heard. The guy's voice comes back online and says, okay, what now? Okay, now what? We can hear, the the moral of the story is that we can hear what is said without understanding what was being communicated. The hunter heard what the operator said, but if the hunter had really been listening, he would not have shot his partner. Great story. We're talking about habits of great listeners, habits of leaders who know how to listen. The fourth habit is they listen without interrupting. Now, I'm telling you, I'm I'm coaching you and mentoring you and teaching you, but I'm, I'm really getting convicted here. I'm really getting convicted. They listen without interrupting. 
They don't jump in while the person is talking. They allow the person to finish speaking. Have you ever jumped in? I see people, now I told you that I'm guilty. But I see people all the time. They won't let you get a word in and they jump in and they trying to, I was listening uh, to the to the radio the other day, I was on the a sports channel, and these two commentators they they was a team on this particular sports station, and they had listeners calling in, and one listener called in and was saying, giving their point, and the commentator that the host kept jumping in, and I'm in my car saying, "Will you just shut up?" Please shut up and let the person, they, you know, I guess it was their show. So they felt like I can control the dialogue and they just would not allow this person would not, this host would not allow the person to finish their comment. And it was extremely disrespectful. Number five, the fifth habit of those who've learned to listen, they listen to form connections, connections with what is spoken connections that will better position them to empathize and to give an appropriate and relevant answer. They listen to form connections. Number six, they listen without needing to reply. They listen without needing to reply. They do something very difficult for many of us and maybe most of us to do. They push their reply temporarily off the table. They listen without needing to reply. You're going to reply, but you're temporarily pushing your reply off the table so you're not thinking about it. Remember, I think it's St. John chapter 8, when, when these religious leaders brought this woman that they said they had caught in an act of adultery and threw her down before Jesus and said, the law says that this woman should be stoned. What do you say, Jesus? And the scripture says that Jesus stooped down, didn't say a word, wrote on the ground, paused, didn't say absolutely nothing to him. And you can imagine this this silence, this this period where there was nothing said. They sitting there with the rocks in their hands. What do you say? The law said that she should be stoned. She was cast. She was caught in the act of adultery. And think about the pause. May have been just two or three minutes, maybe five minutes, but it sounded like it felt probably felt like an hour. No response. Jesus writing on the ground. Then he stood and said, he that is without sin cast the first stone. And the Bible says that they left one by one, convicted by their own conscience. Now, here's my belief. Here's my thoughts on it. This is my thoughts. I believe that Jesus didn't know really what to answer. I don't believe that when they were talking, he was formulating an answer. I believe that he was listening. And when he stooped down, when he stooped and began to write on the ground, I believe that he was taking the time to listen to the Holy Spirit 
And I believe because he paused, not formulating his own reply, he gave the Holy Spirit time to give him revelation on what to say. And I think that this is a good habit, a great habit. Thank you for for this insight. They listen without needing to reply. And sometimes we make that mistake, and we mentioned that earlier. We're thinking about our argument. We're thinking about our response. We're thinking about our position, and we're not really listening. But people, leaders who have uh, learned to listen, They listen without needing to reply. That means they're pushing their reply, and it takes discipline to do that, off the table and listen. And then finally, number seven, they listen to the silence. They listen to the silence. They listen to what is not said. They listen to the Awkward pauses, the omissions, the hesitations. Remember Mark 9? Remember Mark 9? The Bible says that Jesus, when he got into the house, asked, what were you all discussing along the road? And the Bible says there was a lingering silence. Well, Jesus was listening to their silence because their silence communicate their guilt, their position. They, they, they gave themselves away by their silence. So leaders who've learned to listen will also listen to the silence. Now, this concludes our teaching on this wonderful topic. Great leaders have great ears. I have big ears. I know that you've learned something. I know that you've learned something. Was this series a blessing to you? Did it stand, did anything out of the three episodes stand out to you? Anything? Was there a confirmation? Was there a revelation? How are you going to apply it to your life? Is there something you can take from it and share with others? And remember the self-evaluation question? I ask you now, I want you to take the test again. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being an outstanding listener, great yourself. How great a listener are you? And then remember, I asked you to ask others to give you a grade. What was their grade? I trust that this information is making a difference with you. Listen, I thank you for this opportunity to share with you. And don't forget, I have a Thursday uh, podcast that's a really blessing to you. I look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great week.